Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q, and I got a special guest today with me, not in the DTOM studios today, he's on location in parts unknown, Mr. For, Mr. Christopher J. McGillicuddy. <laughs> How's it going out there, buddy? It's going good. I don't know how special I am, but I'm here nonetheless. <laughs> He doesn't trust to be in the studio more than once every couple of weeks because because of the incident. He claims I uh, tried to uh, <coughs> roofie him. <laughs> Not true, by the way. Uh, what, what's that? Whatever. I hear, I hear ice. Is there something going on? What you drinking on there, buddy? A little uh, salt caramel whiskey from mm-hmm. uh, Old Smoky Mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. It's good. Just good that? Stuff. Just just straight whiskey today. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> well, I am drinking what one would call a uh, Kentucky Mule. Ooh. And um, it's a spinoff of the uh, Moscow Mule, right? Moscow Mule you make with vodka, right? Mm. Uh, this is made with whiskey because, you know, <laughs> like you do, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is... Drinking whiskey, no. Um, <laughs> but speaking of which, so you know, we've been talking about. We started a uh, TikTok. Uh, Don't tread on America on TikTok, uh, guys. If you haven't gone and check it out, pretty much what we do on there or what I do is, anytime we make a drink, so like we did it with the uh, Denver Airport. Um, I did one the other day. What did I make? An old fashioned. And I uh, did, did it again today with the Kentucky Mule. So I think primarily what we're going to use the TikTok for is drink recipes. Us making drinks prior to us doing a show. <laughs> Especially if we do do a specific, um, like a themed uh, drink, right? Um, so check it out. Follow us on, on TikTok. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on you know Facebook and Instagram. And TikTok is Don't Tread on America. On um, Twitter, it's uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And also on on the interweb at www.donttreadonamerica.com. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like you do, I am here in the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, brought to you in part by Maker's Mark, although he's drinking Old Smoky Mountain whiskey today. but Oh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Well, it's, it's straight whiskey. You got a flavored whiskey. It's different. I mean, what, what are you gonna do, right? I'm not right. drinking. I'm drinking well, a a whiskey blend. This is whiskey and rye. Singing. This will be the day that I die. Right? I mean, to be honest, I'm already an old fashioned in. So right. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you do. All right. So Sunday, Sunday, I towards the end of the show was getting into the WEF, the World Economic Forum, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, felt that I could have spent a lot more time talking about that, and I uh, was already almost an hour in and was kind of like, okay, I'm going to have to 
stop talking now <laughs> and uh and and bring it back in on Wednesday. So thus today and Chris um over the past couple of days was looking at stuff and was like, "Hey, you know, what time are you doing a show on Wednesday? Maybe I'll uh, Skype in." And here we are. So well, and and here's what I I'm going to say about that. I think you're doing a great job bringing the current events and and the things that you're talking about uh on the normal everyday show. So I don't want to interfere with that. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you uh run with that and if I've got anything to add, I'll add to that, but other than that, I'm just kind of here to uh listen to the show live, I guess. <laughs> well, I'll I'll tell you. I in doing research for today. I didn't do a lot because I th- thought you would be here to back me up. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of little things here and there. But, wow, we uh, know. Oh, you talking about new? Okay, no, but <laughs> right. I'm I'm going to say this, and and then hopefully it makes sense as the show goes on. Okay, but everything. Okay, we, you and I, me and or you, at one time or another during the course of doing this show, we have talked about the WEF and the Great Resets, and we've done shows, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about the Rothschilds, and we've talked about the NWO. We've talked about all these different entities. And <laughs> I started looking at stuff today and stuff I was looking at on Monday when I did the show. And I was like, you know what? Every fucking thing going on right now has to do with one another. There is no separate entities and um, it's all a part of the of the show, and it's really freaking weird because, okay, for example, today's the eleventh, May the eleventh, right? So this morning the um, inflation data came out, right? And they're probably, I'm sure they're pounding. I haven't watched the news or anything, but I'm I've been almost willing to bet they're pounding their chest. Yeah, we told you inflation was going down. Yeah, point two percent. Good job. Still eight point three. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, not record high? Well, it's because you just broke the fucking record, <laughs> you know. Yeah, or, but we were kind of questioning the fact of what goes into these numbers because you know we were kind of like looking at the numbers that that kind of popped up. Um, so we're looking at gas. Um, well, we're, yeah. we're we're looking at gas at, at what did you say it was forty five percent? Well, or the thing you had posted on Facebook said forty eight. The thing the House GOP people posted on Twitter was forty three and a half or something like that. Right. So we're looking at electricity. We're saying eleven percent. Right. Meat, poultry, fish, thirteen percent. Milk, thirteen uh, percent. Used cars, used cars, thirty five percent. Right. Uh, airline fare, twenty three percent. So. We're looking at double-digit right. increases in all these items. So what exactly is it that's bringing that it down to an 8.3? Right. Like, well, right. I, I'd done a show a couple – it was a month or two ago when the inflation numbers come out. And I remember you remember when I did that where I gave the old calculations of how things were actually figured out so you can almost right. double whatever they're telling you at least? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe that to be true because – Forget about used cars and and house, you know, buying a house or buying a new car. Forget about those things because you don't do those every day, right? But you do pay electricity. You do buy gas. You do go to the grocery store. You do pay rent, right? Those things you do 
every every maybe not every day, but you know, every week at least, right? And um if those things everything you just mentioned was thirteen percent or higher. <laughs> so how does it yeah, average it, down to eight point three percent? It can't. It, I, at best, I'm saying we, it's probably 16 17% realistically. Right, and we've talked about that. When, when they're actually calculating these numbers for what inflation should be, it should be for the common use items. Right. So it should be for your grocery. It should be for your gas. It should be for your everyday goods. It should be, you know, like your toilet paper, your paper towels, right. your, your toiletries, things that your, you use. Yeah. Right, 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 your, your self-care or whatever goods. It should be for your everyday goods. It's not... Things that you maybe buy once a month or once, you know, uh, quarterly or, or well, I mean, how, yearly. How often or, do you buy a house? How often do you buy a car? How often do you buy a car? How often do you buy a house? Yeah, right. exactly. So those should not be in the equation for what inflation's at because that's not an everyday, that's not a um, constant buy. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think we should have a new formula calculated on just everyday goods uh it'd be, inflation. it'd be interesting if someone could do that i don't know mm. how i'm sure mm. i'm sure if we dug we could find that out maybe that's something we can find out we can i can talk about it on the next show but so in looking at stuff so the wef their their goal is you know sustainable development right 20 the agenda 2030 which was Agenda 2050, right? And they had to move it up because the world was going broke. And now we're hearing that they're meeting again to maybe possibly move it forward yet again. Right. And that meeting is, what, in two weeks? Right. I think the 23rd. Um, which, which coincidentally uh, falls in line with what we were just talking about before we started recording. Um, what was it that you had found about the, uh, the uh, Title 42 ending on, what, the 21st or whatever? Right. And um, so and they're meeting on the 22nd right. to, for the, uh, sovereignty. the WHO to uh, assess the sovereignty of these 194 countries uh, and maybe, you know. Well, the thing is, is so the, the WEF, um, <clears throat> I'm going to say, you know what, I probably won't be able to find it because I'm a moron. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, did I record that? I did record mm. that. Yeah, that's, um, that's on record. <laughs> well, I, I was looking at this earlier today, and I, you know, I told you that you know when he Klaus Schwab had started, right, well, when he was put in charge of, I should say, the the WEF. It wasn't called the WEF. It was the European. God bless. I had it this morning, and I can't find it. I lost it. I lost <laughs> it all. But anyway. <sighs> Well, I'll jump into that here in a little bit. So, the idea is to have a one world... I mean, we say these key phrases. We say new world order. We say one world government. I mean, those aren't conspiracy theorist catchphrases. That's what they want. They want one nation, one world under Soros or whoever. I mean, he's just a foot soldier. He's really nothing. But... um in looking at stuff, um, you know, the first thing I wanted to come to was how how did the WEF become the WEF? Like, what what made them what they are? 
right? Like this dude, Klaus Schwab, went to Harvard, uh, studied economics back in the 60s, right? And uh, oddly enough, had a, a certain, one of his teachers was a certain person, I'll, I'll tell you here in a minute. But um, by all accounts, wasn't, I don't want to say he's stupid, because I'm sure he's probably smarter than me at certain things, but he wasn't the smartest guy in the, in the, in the class, right? But there was something about him that this particular professor liked, right? So I came across this. So the creation, like, <laughs> that was my whole thing. It's not like this guy was born into, like, you know, I think, I don't know if you had told me or sent me something about him possibly being connected to the Rothschilds. And um, I, I know I found something where it said his mom's maiden name was Rothschild, but then I can't trace that and make that 100% accurate claim, right? Uh, so um, whether whether this is correct or not, this is what I sent you. So uh, Mort's Rothschild and Emma Rothschild, whose uh, maiden name is uh, Binge, uh, had a son named Louis Rothschild who married a Melanie Rothschild. Keeping uh, it in the family. Huh? They they birthed uh, Marianne Schwab. Right. Who married a Fred Schwab. And their son is Klaus Schwab. So by names you can make the connection. And, by marriages. Right. right. And of course, and of course... Everything you can find saying one thing is true, they're going to point it in another direction. So you really, you really don't know what to believe. Like I've said time and time again, especially recently, some of the best information I find is from non-accredited sources. Now, well, but you could, it, it, it would kind of tie to the fact that you said this dude wasn't exactly head of his class when he started right. at Harvard. Yeah, how did he get put in place? How did he get put in place? Well, he's got a lineage uh, to the Rothschild family. Right. Which would kind of explain. And you were asking who uh, the WEF was formerly known as. That was the European Management Forum. There you go. Yep. And it was something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was European. <laughs> <laughs> but but the idea, I mean, essentially, essentially, that's what the the Euro, what is it called? The uh, the Euro, that's the money. What's, what's that area over there called now? <laughs> it's not European Europe. Union. European Union. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's that was basically the testing ground for what they want the world to be. You go to Europe now, and you can literally go from one side of Europe to the other side, kind of like you're crossing the United States. You don't need passports. You don't need anything, which is why you see in France and some of these other countries the influx of uh, migrants from Middle East and stuff. And look at all the issues they're having. It kills me that, okay... In the grand scheme of things, if, if your idea is say, okay, we want the world to live in peace and harmony, you know, I say buy I'm a fucking Coke and, you know, <laughs> see how that works out for you. But like I said on the last show, there's people hate each other. We, we, we're not built to all get along. That's just nature, right? And when you say we're going to open the borders and we're going to do whatever we're doing in Europe, you're going to have people that don't get along move into other areas. And it's not about racism. It's not because I'm French and you're Middle Eastern and we don't like your kind. It has nothing to do with that. It's because these people are moving in 
to whatever area and imposing their values on you. Like if you're if you're Middle Eastern and you and you believe in a certain God in a certain way and that's your that's your deal. And that's fine. You do you. But when you start to impose it on me, that's where we have a problem. That's what you're seeing over there in Europe right now. We don't hear a lot about it, but it's going on. Our French listeners can back me up on that. <laughs> but it's almost like that's what's happening here, or that's what they're trying to do here with the the wall. Like, like you and I have had this conversation a lot recently about Trump. And is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he just a different bad guy? Is there no good guys? Um, remains to be seen, I guess. A lot of uh, a lot of different things I've been listening to and read is he was the monkey wrench in the system. Now, who placed him there? How that happened? I don't know because much like we've seen with different situations and the stuff you found today, as far as the um, the ballots and whatnot. How could that? How could he have slipped through the cracks? Or like I told you. Maybe it was they were sure he was only going to get X amount of votes, so they made sure that Hillary had so many votes to beat him, and then when he won, that blew everyone's gasket because you saw the reaction of everybody. But you could make that argument either way. Maybe, like you say, maybe he was an agent of chaos. Maybe he was brought into the mix to do the things that, that happened. Well, to create the divide. Right. But I, I say the divide was there prior to him. Um, I, I don't know, but this is what I did find as far as how and why the WEF was created. So the WEF is credited with playing a central role in the pandemic and its further development. Whether the key players such as Klaus Schwab are the real masterminds, you know, we've doubted that for some time, the seamless transition from mainstream media to support for transatlantic NATO policy raises the question of whether the Council on Foreign Relations described by Swiss Policy Research as the mastermind behind this policy is not behind it. An interesting study seems to confirm this. So Dr. Peter Meyer writes this. The Swiss Policy Research has described the role of the Council on Foreign Relations basically here in several other articles. Part of it is the identification of government members in the broad outlines of U.S. policy Another important part is the influence on the international media landscape. So, <clears throat> the propaganda matrix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How the propaganda matrix works is uh, we have not only been exposed since 2020, can read the excellent analysts at uh, Swiss Policy Research. It outlines how CFR um, created a largely self-contained transatlantic information circuit which almost... All relevant sources and reference points are controlled by members of the council and its partner organizations. So it goes on to read, CFR controls U.S. policy, U.S. foreign policy, and appoints presidents and key politicians around the world. There, there, there are offshoots such as the Bilderberg Group in Europe, while the East Asia Trilateral Commission was established by CFR Chairman David Rockefeller and Director... Mm. Blah, 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 in 1972. I have no idea how to say this fucking name. Z-B-I-G-N-E-N-I-E-W. Zbigniew Brzezinski. 
Easy for me to say. <laughs> in line with this, here's a current assessment of how various media outlets view conflicts in Ukraine, which is also consistent with other observations. So now this is Swiss policy research. So this Swiss, this is where Davos is, right? Mm-hmm. And the CFR, the Ca- uh, Council on Foreign Relations, controls the U.S. foreign policy. So the role of CFR in the creation of the WEF, the World Economic Forum, was not just Klaus Schwab's idea, but grew out of, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? Sure. This is, I, I might not be at work tomorrow. If, you, if I'm okay. not there, you know why. <laughs> was not just an idea of Klaus Schwab, but grew out of a CIA-funded Harvard program. Wait a minute. Where did, where did uh, Klaus Schwab attend college? Harvard. Okay. Led just by sure. his professor, hmm. Henry Kissinger. Huh. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who? Uh, Henry Kissinger. He was huh. Secretary of State, I think, under, uh, <laughs> under uh, what's his face, Nixon. And huh. I believe uh, he was a freaking uh, National Security Advisor, too, at some point. Uh-huh. Yeah. How about that? And uh, was pushed by John Kenneth Calbraith. And the real, real Dr. Strangelove, Herman Cain. Hmm. Hmm. The story was researched by Johnny Vendemore, who published it in Unlimited Hangout. So, the recorded history of the WEF was intended to give the impression that the organization was purely a European creation. But this is not the case. In fact, Klaus Schwab had an elite American politics... Hmm. I haven't even finished the drink. Political team working in a secret to help him establish the European-based globalist organization. Those who know something of Klaus Schwab's history know that he studied at Harvard in the 60s, where he met then-professor Henry Kissinger, with whom Schwab maintained a lifelong friendship. But as with uh, most information from the WEF history books, what has been told is not the whole story. Kissinger had recruited Schwab as part of the Harvard International Seminar which was funded by U.S. Uh, CIA agent, or by the Central Intelligence Agency. Although this funding was discovered the year Klaus Schwab left Harvard, the connection went largely unnoticed until now. Venmore's research was revealed that the WEF is not a European creation. Rather, in reality, it is an operation emanating from a political luminaries of the Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon eras of the American politics all of whom had ties to the Council on Foreign Relations and the associated roundtable movement with the CIA playing a supporting role. So, before I read on, makes me wonder why JFK might have been killed. <laughs> like, we did a show, obviously. And I've, I've actually got something that I want to do on, at the end of... Uh, today's show is kind of like a tie-in okay. to our D-Tom Files uh, first episode of JFK. Okay. Is that why uh, you're drinking the old-fashioned? <laughs> that's throwback. why I'm drinking an old-fashioned. Well, that's why I already had an old-fashioned today. <laughs> but, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, something that I missed in our research, um, which is going to be very interesting, and I, I, I think it'll tie more into the fact of if you don't believe that the JFK thing was a conspiracy, you're you're, you're stupid. Oh. Well, I mean, you're 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 at this point <laughs> naive, you're naive, 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 or you're ignorant. You're just you're willfully you, ignorant. 
Well, but uh, but nevertheless, well, I want to get back to what you're talking about. I'll finish reading this one second. I want to say this while I'm thinking about it because thinking of ignorance, I was speaking to one of our coworkers today. I told you this morning, and I said, I said people. Like, I th- I don't know the exact words, but similar to what you just said, willfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. It's like people. There's so many people that are just, and I think I said this to you yesterday when we were leaving the gym that they're just like, eh, so gas went up a little bit. So I'm paying a little more of the grocery. People, it's like, they they so believe, <clears throat> and, and I, I'm going to finish reading this, and, and I'm going to get into Ukraine here in a second too, but they're so like, at least we're not in Ukraine. At least we're not over there having to deal with these people, so we have to pay a little bit. You know, there's those people that try to justify what's going on here. The problem is, is what they don't see because they don't listen to the show because they're fucking stupid. Oh, <laughs> is it all this has to do with everything? Well, everything that's the, happening here and there has everything to do with this. The the problem is, is I think we've gotten to, um, and, and this is a whole different topic. That's a show for another day. It's a, it, it really is. But we've gotten it to the point. We've gotten to where people are so self-absorbed with their own lives. And their TikToks. They, and, oh. and they're, well, but I'm, but I'm saying they can't see things beyond their own because it um, doesn't affect them their directly. Own life because it doesn't directly right. affect them it's not directly in your face so therefore you uh, you have no feelings about it or you can't see it right well and the thing that kills me is there's people like that 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 are die hard like biden's the best what the fuck they see that i don't see even if i didn't like trump i and let's say i didn't vote for trump and voted for biden for whatever reason. Like, I just felt some sort of way about Trump. I was like, fuck it. I'd rather have this guy in here. <clears throat> I would literally be like, what the fuck did I do? And <laughs> and who's to say that all this shit wouldn't be going on if Trump was in there? We don't know, obviously, right? But um, <laughs> now you see on Twitter and whatnot, they're blaming all this on Trump. <laughs> the gas prices, the long I, damn near two years, right? Year and a half. Mm. Anyway, so there were three extremely powerful and influential influential men, including Kissinger, who would lead Klaus Schwab toward their ultimate goal of complete world domination over social and economic policy, making centered around the M- American Empire. Moreover. Two of these three men helped create the ever-present threat of global th- thermonuclear war. Vedmore shows their paths crossed and coverage in the 60s of how they recruited Klaus Schwab through the CIA-funded program and how they were the real driving force behind the creation of the WEF. There is evidence that Klaus Schwab was recruited by Kissinger into his circle of roundtable imperialists through CIA-funded program at Harvard, Harvard University. The year he graduated was also the year it turned out to be a CIA-funded program. The CIA-funded seminar put Schwab in touch with very well-connected American politicians who would help him create the most powerful public policy institute, the World Economic Forum. This, I, go ahead. Uh, I, I, real quick, before you get out of the Kissinger era, I just want to uh, point out this quote from uh, one Henry A. Kissinger. Who controls the food supply? Controls the people. Mm-hmm. Who controls the energy? Yeah. Energy. Who controls the energy? Can control the whole continents. 
who controls the money can control the world. So think about this. That was probably back in the 60s or 70s that he said that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, read that again, if you would. Who controls... <laughs> easy for you to say. Uh, who controls the food supply okay, controls stop, the stop. people. So who controls the food supply controls the people. What are we seeing now? I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world, but I would assume everything that's going on here is going on there, right? Okay, well... Case in point with a story that I sent you that you buried the lead on on Monday. Uh, <laughs> Victoria, Australia, Premier Dan Andrews is passing a bill that prohibits people from growing their own food. The Agricultural Legislation Amendment Bill 2022 has its second reading in Parliament. So there you go. In Australia... They're trying to ban people from growing their own food. Right. And why would you do that? Because you're trying to control the situation. And as we've said before, if you've seen during the COVID lockdowns, during the, during the, um, the whole COVID situation, Australia has been the litmus test for uh, what you've seen going on in the rest of the world. They tried in Australia first. Then you see it rolled out to the rest of the globe. Right. So... But but even even more so just like there where they're making it illegal for you to grow your own food, like in this country, you can't mm -hmm. buy food. <laughs> <laughs> well you can't buy food, but but like I said, in Australia you can't even grow your so you can't one, they're the the food shortages are going on globally. Right. It's not just an American thing. We're seeing this globally. They're seeing and, this and in as Europe. bad as we think we have it, it's way worse in some of these other countries. It, exactly. So not only are they telling you that we're having a food shortage, okay, in Australia, but they're also telling you you can't grow your own food. And now you see the the thing you sent me this morning also, baby formula shortage, right? Right. So, okay, so he who controls he, the food controls the right. people. So what was the second one? Who controls the energy can control the whole continent. Okay, so what did Biden do the first day he was in office? Shut down the uh, pipeline? Right. Shut down the pipeline, made it, gas automatically jumped. Actually, as soon as he was elected, as soon as the, the election was said and done, gas went right. up. Right. As soon as he was in office, in day one, he signed those executive orders, the gas really jumped. Right. And um, now this whole thing, everything that's going on in, in Ukraine, Russia, is they're, well, we're sanctioning the oil, we're doing this, we're doing that. So, once again, they're controlling the energy. Now, I saw a thing. I don't know if you sent it to me or if I just came across it uh, yesterday about all the brownouts that are going to be yeah. this summer. Mm -hmm. So, once again, controlling the energy. Okay, what was the, what was the next one? Well, and, and not to mention, you know, something that you've talked about several times on the show. But, you know, they're, they're telling you go out buy an uh, electric car. Right. Right? Well, if you have an electric car, they can shut that off. Right, because it's run by they, computers and stuff. It's it's controlled by computers, but if they shut your electricity off, what happens? You ain't going nowhere. Exactly. Well, it, so you you listened to the show I did on on uh, Monday where I talked about the guy. No, I don't listen to the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> where he said, you know, a gas powered car, your car, my car, whatever. Has an alternator keeps the the 
the electrical system in your your car running so you know the the alternator charges the battery but also while the car's running it runs your radio and your air conditioner or whatever right right um but these electrical cars don't come with alternators <laughs> odd odd right <laughs> everything's ran off of the battery that's underneath that car odd and he was like the way these cars are set up cuz they're a lot of them especially the more expensive ones they're on like a four-wheel drive system not like a 4x4 four four per se but each wheel has an independent motor and uh, why can't and if it's not if if it's not a Tesla I th- I'm, that's how Teslas are but like even if it's a quote unquote cheaper electric vehicles it's still a two wheel drive motor why wouldn't you have alternators and even if the front like okay let's say it's a rear wheel drive whatever you could put alternators on all four tires because those ti- as those tires spin they would create energy charging the alternator right, right which would cause power, which would be able to extend your trip. Like I say, if you buy a whatever brand um, electric vehicle and it says, oh, 300 mile range. Well, with the adaption of these alternators, you might be able to go further. But like you had said, when we were talking about this, they don't want you to go anywhere. They want you to stay, you know, grounded, essentially. Essentially, they don't want you to go anywhere. They don't want you to leave the house. But but also ties in, into possibly another uh, DTOM files, if I can go ahead and pimp that. Uh, why the guy that came out with the uh, water-powered engine also ended up dead on the day that he was going to talk about uh, patenting or... Um, yeah, I think it was... Poss- yeah. Re- re- reproducing or, re- you know, starting right. production of well, it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he they were going to have to talk about it. Because I think he had the patent on it. He actually, didn't, he, didn't he kill he himself? Going, he was going to create the patent. Oh, and okay. I think, it's, if I'm not mistaken, the guy went in to talk with, um, God, who was he there talking to? He was there talking to people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoever those people happen to be. But... Uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, as the theory, as the story goes, uh, he went in for drinks with whoever. I, I, and I would have to. It's one of the up. gas. Wasn't it like an oil company or something? I, I, I'm thinking it was it was big wigs from some some company. Yeah, I think it was Exxon but or Texaco. He took a not. drink of something, came out saying they poisoned me and vomited in the street and then subsequently died. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the guy that actually created the water-fueled engine. And now we'll never know. (laughs) Well, we've seen replications from that, but nothing made Nothing like it, yeah. All right, so back to my my reading. This also shows... What? uh, Did you want to go into the third? Oh, yeah, what was the third? What was the third one? The third part of that quote was, who controls the money control... The world. And we're seeing that in the sense of them trying to push the the uh, blockchain and the digital, digital currency and the stuff. And that and that's something else interesting that you brought that up because I was listening to a, a podcast this morning. It was called said, "Don't Tread on America." No, um, but it, and he was talking about this guy. Um, I, for life, man, I can't think of the fucking podcast. I really hate it. Pop, Bob Murphy. You ever heard of him? No. So he did a bunch of stuff about about this subject a little bit different takes but um it was interesting nonetheless but we talk about digital currency 
and I can't remember who he had on the show or who, who the clip was that he played, but nonetheless, this person was talking about, and I think it was something to do with the WEF, um, where she, it was a lady, talking about digital currency, um, not cryptocurrency, not like buying uh, Bitcoin or whatever, but the the chain, what's it called, blockchain, blockchain. currency, and, the, and I started thinking about this, and I'm like, well, shit, it's funny how once you see what's going on, once you actually take the red pill and realize what the fuck is going on, that this isn't new. This stuff that we're seeing, obviously, it's not new. The WEF was was envisioned back in the '60s, like I'm telling you in the story. But um, they they uh, test how they're going to do what they're going to do, little by little. And you think I don't know exactly when credit cards started. When you you happen to know that was it like the '60s or '70s, like when you had like Mastercard and Visa and whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But it was you know it was probably around that time. And then I think in the early to mid '90s, you you had debit cards, right? Because I remember when I first had a debit card, trying to use it at a store, <laughs> and it was like. Oh, it's a credit card? No, it's a debit card. What's a debit card? I, I remember this because it was like, it used to trip me out. It was like mid-90s. My kids were real little. But those types of things are the the uh, the lead into blockchain. And, and I'm not saying nothing because I use debit cards. You use, we use credit cards. Hell, I use my phone half the time if I forget my wallet in my car. I just use my phone. And, and the basis of those entities is kind of what blockchain is the difference is i can go to the atm and take you know a hundred dollars out you know what I'm saying the idea with blockchain is there's no current there's no physical currency it's all digital but the idea really? is like you said like we've talked about before if they don't like what you're buying or if you've bought too much of something or if you are trying to buy a gun or ammo or Oh, you've already bought, you know, 100 gallons of gasoline this month. You don't need any more. Boom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And and as, God, this goes into a whole different subject, but. Well, just touch on it. Well, I mean, so we're talking about digital currency, and, and it's essentially a way to control the currency, but it's also a way to um, meld to a one-world currency. Right. So yeah, because like. If. if it, there's no difference between buying something in the U.S. and buying something, say, in, well, we'll just go to the Ukraine. Because if it's a one-world currency, if it's a it's digital currency, it can easily be melded into the well, same and, currency. And, and on that point... It's not like we're having the dollar or the ruble or the peso right. or the and, uh, zen or <laughs> whatever... And I'll say this about that, and, and, and this is why I'm saying it's something that's been in the process over the years. Because when I was a kid, we went to Canada Canada when I was, I don't know, nine. Did I say Zen? I mean, Zen. You said Zen. The, whis- said Zen. the whiskey said Zen. You said no. <laughs> The whiskey Zen. No. I said, I said Zen. Like, I was, I don't know, eight, nine, ten. We went to Canada, right, with my grandparents, me and my sister. And I, as I recall, mm-hmm. we you had to... Um, you had to, you couldn't use, obviously they didn't have debit cards back then, but everything had to be done in cash and you had to take your money and get, um, Canadian money. You know what I'm saying? You had to, 
I, I want to say my grandparents had like travelers checks or whatever, which I don't even think they do that shit anymore. And you go to the exchange bank. You say, I need, um, I'm changing $100 or whatever. American, you get whatever, and can Canadian. When me and my wife went up, when me and Nancy went up to Canada a couple of years ago, I didn't have to do any of that. I used my debit card, and it and it automatically did the, uh, you know, the uh, the exchange. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's similar to what you're talking about. It's it's something that they've been working on. Right, the, so there'll be no exchange. Right. It'll because you won't have any physical everywhere. money. You're not going to take a an American dollar to you know Canada. You're just going to use your your card. And way the way they talked about doing it, and we've talked about this. There is no physical card. There is no physical anything. It's boop. <laughs> You're implanted, right? Because now it's RF. They're starting to well, pimp these RFID chips. Right, and I think you'll see it first as being a digital currency. It's going to be tied to whatever banking. It's going to be little uh, institution by, that you're yeah. going to have, and then you're going to see the well, convenience of well, if you put it in your hand, if you put it in your phone. Well, it's, it's this right here, right exactly, now. Exactly. We're, I'm doing that's, it right now with my phone. When I go to the, the store, I hit my, I use my phone, and that's right, that's, that's the start. It's like, start. well, you know, if you didn't have your phone, what are you going to do? But but like <laughs> we talked about on the show before, what have you already seen with Amazon? What is, is it? Amazon One. One, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Right. So, it, it's 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 going to start with a we're doing this to make everything better. We're doing this to consolidate. We're doing this to make everything easier. It's all, it's all in the guides of making your life easy. And then they're going to make your life easier by making it convenient for you. You buy you you use this every day. So what if we make it convenient enough? What if you don't have your phone? What if you don't have your wallet? What if you don't have this and that? What if you don't? What if you're not carrying your ID on you? Hey. Well, you know there was a there's a program. Oh shit! Something got my eye. <laughs> there's a program mm-hmm. out there, and for the life of me, I can't think of. But <sighs> what the hell is it called? But it's a situation. I saw the commercial, and the guy forgot his wallet. Right. right. But if he had this, if he had adapted this program, it's it's something you 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 join I, for life, man. I, God, I can't think what it's called. But you basically give them all your information. I don't know if it's a fingerprint or an eye scan or how it works. And you don't need hmm. anything. I right. mean, you you volunteer for the program. You volunteer it, but it has all your information, right? right? And it's all under the like you said before, and we've said this. It's all under the guides of convenience. I, well, and, it's, and it it's started with credit right cards now. and then debit cards. It started 20, 30, yeah, but, 40 years ago. Yeah, but it's voluntary right now. Oh, yeah. Voluntary it, until it's mandatory. But it goes before Congress, before it goes before whatever, and then it's like, oh, this is the accepted version of you're not going to need any of that information anymore because right. it's all going to be right there if you get it in your wrist or whatever. Right, wrist, hand, eye, whatever. Right. And that's going to be the accepted version. All right, so back to <laughs> what we were talking about. What were we talking about? God, we went on a, on a tangent. Tangent, yeah. So anyway, so CIA-funded seminar, put Schwab in touch, right? 
with these politicians. This also shows that there was a close relationship between the corona pandemic and the actions of the WHO and the individual states. The objectives pursued are in, in interdependent and overlapping. So we also found out, or we've, we believe anyway, that the WHO, the World Health Organization, is a branch of the WEF. Now, I talked about this on Monday where the WEF and the UN are combining forces, right? And I talked about how the, uh, or, you know, because we had talked, you and I had talked about this, about wonder why that's happening. Well, the United Nations, right? <laughs> I mean, shit, if nothing else, we should have known, people should have realized what the hell was going on back then. When they created the United Nations. That was phase one. <laughs> United Nations. It's in the fucking name, right? <laughs> but um, they have a, a, I don't know if it's a military branch or a policing force or whatever you want to call it. Um, and the WEF doesn't. So obviously in order to implement things, you so need So they need their military branch. Right. You need an right. enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I tell you what, I came across everyone who's graduated from the WEF Leadership mm-hmm. Foundation. Here we go. Um, I think this is going to be a name of names, a list of names. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm upset at a few of the names I saw. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, very surprised at a couple of them. Okay. Not surprised that some of them are. There's a lot of names of people you don't know. I'll say that. Okay. You, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna read all the names because you you won't have a clue who they are. Okay. Well, um, let's hit the highlights. Let's hit the highlights. So, all right. So, I'm gonna read this here. How is Davos World Economic Forum involved in the coronavirus pandemic? So, this was written back in October of 21. The Davos WEF is a premier forum globalist, global corporate, uh, global corporate, corporate corporations. God bless, I can't even say the freaking word. International entrepreneurs founded in 71 by engineering economist Klaus Schwab. And the WEF describes its mission as shaping global, regional, and industrial agendas and improving the state of the world. According to its website, moral and intellectual integrity is at the heart of everything it does. The WEF has been involved in the coronavirus pandemic in several ways. First, the WEF was together with the Gates Foundation, a sponsor of the the present Event 201 Coronavirus Pandemic Simulation Exercise held in New York City in October of 2019. Hmm. Right before the Right before, yeah. Right. Right. The same day... As the opening of the Wuhan Military World Games, mm. seen as seen by some as ground zero of the global <laughs> pandemic. Shocking. <laughs> Wait, where's my news of the obvious button? Right? No. <laughs> I don't know where it's at. Where's it at? Hold on. Oh, there it is. News of the obvious anymore. With your host, PCGC. I'm sorry, but. <laughs> first, hey. first, the WEF was together with. Oh wait, I already read that. Um, 
Some say Ground Zero is a global pandemic. China itself has argued that the U.S. military athletes may have brought the virus to Wuhan. Uh, Wuhan. Second. No, of course they did. <laughs> second. The WEF has been a leading proponent of digital biometric identi- identifying systems, arguing that they will make societies and industry more efficient, more productive, and more secure. By July of 2019, the WEF started a project to shape the future of travel with biometric-enabled uh, digital travel identity. Uh, yeah, see, this is the thing. This was at the airport when we went to Texas. And I can't remember what it's called, and it doesn't say it here, I don't think. And I'll finish reading this in a second. But um, are you? Uh, do you belong to blah, 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 I, you know, whatever it's called? I'm like, no. Oh, because you can literally go in there and you do your thing and you fucking you walk right the fuck right. in. Right. You scan your bi- biometrics. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I think you right eyeball it. No I, think, I think you like get in there like fucking. They scan your fucking retina and you. That's. Mm. I'm sorry, man. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, second. Did I read this? Uh, WEF collaborates with Gates. Uh, oh, hold on. Huh. Digital travel identifying identity management. In addition. The WEF collaborates with the Gates and Rockefeller-funded ID2020 <laughs> Alliance Shocking. that runs a program to provide digital ID with vaccines. In particular, ID2020 sees the vaccination of children as the entry point for digital identity. Mm-hmm. Third, WEF founder Klaus Schwab is the author of a book, COVID-19, The Great Reset. Published in July of 2020. <laughs> you can buy the book. I'm not making that shit up. <laughs> Which argues that the coronavirus pandemic can be and can and should be used for an economic, social, uh, societal, geopolitical, environmental, and technological reset, including and in particularly advancing global governance, accelerating. Oh, that be great. Reset. Yeah, he actually called the fucking book The Great Reset. Digital transformation and tackling climate change because, of course, right? Finally, the WEF has been running since 1993 a program called Global Leaders of Tomorrow. Rebranded in 04 as Young Global Leaders, this program aims at identifying, selecting, and promoting future global leaders in both business, political, indeed, Quite a few young global leaders have later and, managed to become presidents. And prim- you actually talked about some of these names. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This isn't. This particular list doesn't even have all of them. I'll click on the list and, and go through them. But here's a brief overview. I'm not going to go through all of them because... So Jeremy Howard, right? We all know him. No, we don't know him. <laughs> Founder of the Info... <laughs> Influential lobby group, Mask for All. <laughs> uh, Liana Wen, you know who that is? No. She was a she is a CNN medical analyst who Oh, wait a minute. Yes, I do. Right. Yes, I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ga- Gavin Newsom, you heard of him? <laughs> no. Who is that? Yeah. Used car salesman, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm. Uh, French president Emmanuel Macron. Who just got uh, legally elected as the uh, French president yet Le- again? Legally mm-hmm. or Go illegally? Ahead. Uh, illegally. Aust- right. Aust- Whatever. Austrian Chancellor Sebastian Kurz, German Chancellor Angel- Angela Merkel, huh. hmm. 
and German health minister, Jens Spahn. Mm. Jens Spahn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, ju- that's just to say a few. So, um, let me see where it's at here. Let me, let me, let me click on this wrong. All right. <laughs> so, this, this thing I clicked on, it shows, well, it shows six pictures of people. Uh, Alexander Soros. Sound, does ring a bell, maybe? Mm. Alexander One. Soros. Wasn't he on an episode of Seinfeld? Uh, no, but his oh. daddy is... George, mm, George Alexander. Mm, interesting. <laughs> George Soros's son. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to skip these two because these two are going to blow your mind. So I'm going to go right to this one, which isn't <laughs> shocking. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Oh. Hmm. Megan Rapinoe. Wait, 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 wait. You mean the 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 subway chick? The soccer girl. Yeah. Yep. That was on every subway commercial because mm. she's so uh woke. Out. Yeah. <laughs> David De Rothschild. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna say two names here that are gonna okay. blow your mind. Okay. Tulsi Gabbard. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Look. 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 And I'm a fan. Hey, I was a fan. I'm going to say I was a fan. I was one that was saying that she needed to run. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would totally get on board with a DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard plat- uh, running for yeah, The only thing I didn't don't like about her is her talking about she's not really on board with the Second Amendment. Right. But, uh, yeah. Here, okay. Here's another name. I don't know how shocking this name is going to be to you, but it is kind of. But it, okay. but now that I know this, it makes sense. Okay. Dan Dan Crenshaw. No, not shocking. Shocking, but not shocking, right? Not to me, because I've been following a lot of of the things that he's, he's been, been saying. saying. Right. What about Chris Tucker? No, no. You know who that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's one yeah, of the guys. Friday fame. Yeah, he's he's uh, one of the guys. Do you wait, know- wait, 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 wait. Why do we have an actor? Oh, there's a lot of actors. Why? But why do we have an actor? Well, because you need that. The that, World Economic Forum. Well, it's the Young Leaders Foundation, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but they're still actors. They're not influential in the um, governance of our country, right? Mm. They're not... They're not influential well, but, in the but economic future of our country. No, no, right? no, but it's the idea of the influential. They can say things to get you on board. Okay, but still. I, I got you. Okay, go ahead. You said there's a lot of actors there, but go ahead. Well, I, mean, I shouldn't say there's a lot. There's, there's, there's a couple. There's a few. Okay. That one kind of threw me off, and I'll be honest okay. with you. I was reading the fucking... So have you ever heard of a page called Wiki Spooks? Yes. So let me read his wiki spooks. <laughs> Chris Tucker is an American comedy and actor, actor. Actor. Tucker made his debut in stand-up performance. Blah 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 blah. Later gained fame as James Carter in Rush Hour. Blah 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 blah. He was selected a young global leader by the WEF in 2006. Connection. Uh, blah blah blah. Okay, in 2002, Chris Tucker, Kevin Spacey, and Bill Clinton. Hey, uh-huh. How's it oh, going? Wait, 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 wait. Hey. What? So we we got two. Um, 
Well, me, me and Never Kevin. Mind, I'm not going to say it, but go ahead. Me and Kevin took uh, took Chris <laughs> on out to uh, Ghana and Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. Nigeria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rwanda mm-hmm. and uh, Mo- Mozambique and mm-hmm. South Africa. Yeah, they flew. Mm-hmm. We went upon, uh, we took his custom, custom, and let me tell you, dude, this thing was sweet. Just customized Boeing 740, uh, 727 belonging to a Mossad spy. <laughs> you might know him better as Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I just let the cat out of the bag. Did you know he was a Mossad? We'll just call him Jay. <laughs> Did you know he was a Mossad? He was part of the Israeli spies. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't Potter, uh, part of a honeypot situation. Oh, like, yeah, ahead. there was some honeypots going on. <laughs> go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, so I thought that was interesting as fuck. Number one, I didn't... Did you ever hear about him being a fucking uh, Mossad? Epstein? I've, I've heard ties to the Mossad, but yeah, go ahead. Interesting, right? Mm-hmm. right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. All right, so on to... This was 2005, so I'm on to 2006... Um, there's, there's a shit ton of names on here, but some of them are just random people. There's no profiles. I I don't know who they are. The names in blue are people of, of consequence. Like they have a profile, you know what I'm saying? But it's still not names. I know they're foreigners. They're from whatever country. So I don't really care. I don't really care. All right. So 2006, there wasn't really anything to write home about. 2007. Uh, David de Rothschild. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Peter Thiel. Mm. You know who that is? Mm-mm. Co-creator of, uh, PayPal. Oh, uh, who was his partner? Oh, uh, Elon. You know, funny you bring Elon up. Hold on. Hold on. Shel Sandberg. You know who she is? Mm-mm. CEO of uh, Facebook, mm. or ACO or FCO or something. She's the second she in charge. Would, so she would have ties to who? To this uh, young global uh, leaders. Yeah, yeah. Oh, to she would have ties Zuckerberg, to and I mean Zuckerberg. Who was who was earlier on the list? Yeah, he's he's in here too. Right. Uh, a 2008 article which named Elon Musk as an official member of the YGL. You know, funny you bring up Elon. Okay. So, oddly enough, I stumbled across uh, some Twitter posts earlier today. And, see, I'm going to try to go in order here, starting from oldest to newest. So, we have a post from the WEF. Right. Would you let your employer implant a microchip in your hand. These workers have, and they have uh, a link. Followed up by a post from Elon Musk saying, creating a neural lace, which I'm sure he meant link, uh, creating a neural link is the thing that really matters for humanity to achieve some symbiosis with machines. So that is his response to the WEF's post. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this one's in order, but it's it's the next one listed. Three tactics to overcome uh, to overcome COVID nineteen vaccine hesitancy, and they give a link. 
on the the World Economic Forum po- uh, uh, Twitter feed. To be clear, this is from Elon Musk. To be clear, I support vaccines in general and COVID vaccines specifically. The science is unequivocal. Of course. I, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> Post from the World Economic Forum. For reasons, cities should embrace the universal basic income with a link. Elon Musk. As a reminder, I am in favor of universal basic income. Hmm. Post World Economic Forum. Why carbon tax is crucial to curbing climate change. Elon Musk. It is high time there was a carbon tax. Hmm. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot of things that <clears throat> we shouldn't really be on board the Elon Musk train. All right. I got two more names for you. Actually, okay, I got go three on. more names because this one just popped up is because it's not highlighted, but... Leonardo DiCaprio. Hmm. Not shocking. Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Not shocking at all. If there was somebody sucking at the weft cock, it would be Anderson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Real. Oh. Uh, Bobby Jindal. Hmm. Do you know who Bobby Jindal is? No. I think he used to be the mayor of uh, New Orleans. Hmm. All right, here we go. Here we go. We're going on this. Oh, Joe Cox! Holy shit, Joe Cox! When he used, uh, didn't he used to be the Braves manager? No, that was Bobby. Oh, this, oh shit! This was the UK Labour Party politics. Oh, okay. <clears throat> let me see. Let me see. Paragana, Felix McGillicuddy. Uh, yeah, there's no one. Uh, oh, Mark Zuckerberg. Hmm, interesting. Mm. Mm. Shocking. So mm. now these were 2005 to 2022. Julian Castro, do you know who that is? Ran for president. Huh. Well, by the last name, I would assume he has some sort of relations to no, Fidel. No, he's American. American. Now he, he, ran, he, he ran. He ran for president, man. Come on. Isn't is he uh, as American as a uh, uh, as a uh, vodka pie? Oh. As, Justin Trudeau. He's a, mm-hmm. They're brothers. Oh. Um <laughs> maybe half brothers. Uh John Favreau. You know who that is? I do. <laughs> Roger Federer. The tennis player? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. What? Right? Um, well, one has it tied to Disney, by the way. Sanjay Gupta, hmm. medical guy from I think CNN. Mm-hmm. It's interesting not, when you, when you see shocking. these names because it's people that um, were pimping and pushing the mask and the lockdowns COVID. and the you know stay at home and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on. <laughs> Well, as as you get closer in time, Nikki Haley, right? You know mm-hmm. who that is? 
She was governor mm-hmm. of South Carolina and ambassador to the UN through mm-hmm. through Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana Perino. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, she's on the five on Fox. She was the uh, oh. the press secretary for Bush. Oh, shock! Shocking. That name actually did shock me. That was almost like a Tulsi Gabbard situation. Does it? Does it? Well, she has ties to Bush. And well, I'm just saying. And it was a little shocking to me. Was it? It was. Because who did you vote for? Shocking. Oh. Um. Here you go. I got one for you. Ready? Okay. Huma Aberdeen. <laughs> Not shocking at all. Oh, come on, man. Mm-mm. All right. I got another one for you. Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Once again, not shocking at all. Oh. Are you pissing? No. Oh. You getting another drink? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to work tomorrow, right? Nope. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, there's Chelsea. There is, yeah. As you get, as I'm saying, as you get closer in time, the names aren't as familiar. You know what I'm saying? These are names that ten years from now you'd be like, "Oh shit, that motherfucker was part of the." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But um, let me go to the older version because it was two different names so from from uh, 92 to 03 or whatever it was they it was a different name but you know still the same results you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. this is the older one so this was 93 uh, Bono <laughs> not shocking Tony Blair not shocking Richard Branson no you know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. William H. Gates. Mm. Who's that? Mm. Is that Daddy Gates? No, that's Bill. <laughs> that's Billy. That's Billy? And Bill Gates. Mm. Yo-Yo Ma. I don't know the fuck that is. I know that sounds familiar. I always just thought it was a joke. I didn't know it was an actual person. Mm. Don't look that person up. Go ahead. <laughs> uh... George Stephanopoulos. Mm. All right. Bill Clinton's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was someone with Bill Clinton. He was something, all right. Anyway, um, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's just a lot of people. Yo-Yo Ma was an American uh, cellist born in Paris to Chinese parents, educated in New York City, was a child prodigy performing at the age of four and a half. So apparently he's a vi- uh, a cellist. There you go. And why wouldn't you want a cellist in the uh, WEF, right? <laughs> Am I right? Uh, uh, Ma was named one of Times 100's most influential people of 2020. Yeah, of course he was. Because so, he really there you could, go. He could fucking fiddle away on that damn cello mm-hmm. all right so yeah i think that's about it i mean there's a lot of names on here obviously um wang holy shit wang's on here <laughs> oh shit him yeah who knew 
Who knew there was a Wang on here? <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I think that was about it. The shocking names. Jodie Foster's on here. Not shocking. Uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting when you hear the names of the people that are on here, like Leo DiCaprio, Jodie Foster, and then you think of the... Chris uh, Tucker. Yeah, you think of their... Well, Chris Tucker, he don't really say a whole lot. I'm talking about like the way... Uh, no, 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 but I'm saying you were talking about actors. Uh-oh. Can't we just lost Chris. I <laughs> uh, wonder if he'll call in here. Call back. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah, what happened, buddy? <laughs> Interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> so where did it leave off? Uh <laughs> I was, was saying, <laughs> I was like, oh, there he went, and he's gone. No, no, no. But I was saying, uh, so you're talking about Chris Tucker, you're talking about uh, DiCaprio, you're talking about um, Jodie Foster, you're talking about influencers. Who's to say in the future we're not going to start seeing some of these social media right. influencers, the ones that I'm talking about, like our top level? Um, and I wish I could name them, but I can't. But nevertheless. Will you start seeing these influencers start becoming part of this group? And they could be, like I said, there's a bunch of names. If you, I mean, it's current, like it's up to 22, up to 2022. So there's probably names on there that we don't okay. know. But right. in exactly. two, three, five, ten years, we're going to be like, oh shit, that person was on the list. Right. But, um, all right. So enough about that. Okay. Because. There's people outside my house. I'm nervous. No. <laughs> so you had sent me this. Okay. About a certain person who got a new job. Do you remember that? Jennifer Daskal. Jennifer Daskal. Right. George Soros mm -hmm. operative appointed as Biden's Ministry of Truth <laughs> co-chair. That's who we were talking about earlier. Right. Mm -hmm. So the Ministry of Truth is not actually called that. Didn't What's it so the Ministry of Truth is not actually called that. The Disinformation Governance Board has appointed a, appointed a radical George Soros operative as its co-chair. So she's actually the general counsel for the, um, whatever it's called, disinformation thing. Which is a little worrisome because that means she's an attorney. And uh, we all know that when George Soros has his hand in um, people. Huh. She is the uh, Biden's Disinformation Governance Board co-chair. Yeah. So now my computer's doing that fucking shit I was doing the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the one tied to the Open Society Fellowship, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with my computer here. I hope I don't lose the fucking thing. The hour and ten minutes of recording here. All right. The, the Ministry of oh, Truth shit, there goes uh, computer. decided that, that you don't like, they don't like what you're looking Dude, at. Dude, it was weird. My computer almost blacked out on me. I'm going to have to, let me get out of the sound effects board here. I think that seems like that's part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the CIA's uh, secondary uh, recording. <laughs> It's fucked up. I'm going to see if I can get a picture of it next time it does it. Anyway, so she is... You're going to have to read mine. So Open Door Foundations, 
she was a fellow with them where she was tasked with working on issues related related to privacy and law enforcement access across borders. I don't know. I might have to fucking we might have to put a lint on it. I don't know if the fuck's wrong with my computer, but I don't want to lose <laughs> what we recorded. <laughs> Daskal's involvement in the Disinformation Governance Board was revealed by DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas during a congressional hearing last week. Under the OSF has been a key player in uh, pushing for censorship on social media platforms under the guise of policing hate speech. The OSF-linked groups have recently called for advisors to reconsider doing business with Twitter after Musk claimed that he would restore free speech on the site. Daskal will be working in tandem with Trump-Russia collusion hoaxer and anti-free speech buffoon Nina Jankowitz, who falsely claimed that the authenticated Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. Jankowitz, the disinformation board chief, even recently asserted that the Senate report outlining Hunter Biden's questionable involvement with Ukraine energy company Burisma Holdings was disinformation. And it's a post from uh, someone saying uh, Nina Jankowitz was asked about a Senate committee report on the Biden family involvement in Ukraine. In, uh, in Ukraine, she accused the Senate committee of spreading disinformation Seems like some senators uh, should want to ask about this. And it's a, it's, I'm sorry, it's a video of her, but she's talking about the fact that she's saying that the uh, Biden family involvement in Ukraine holdings is uh, disinformation, even though it's been proven uh, to be actually factual. Uh, via the Hunter Biden laptop, and I, I'm assuming you know more about uh, the fact that the Hunter Biden laptop is coming more, um, in into, um, view, seeing that uh, Hunter Biden was involved in paying like a lot of the family taxes. Yeah, the, not the the money they he payrolled the 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 money the the family mm-hmm. rather. Right. Yeah, I really wanted to get into more Ukraine stuff with this WEF, but I'm afraid my computer's about to fucking zap on me, and I don't want to lose what we just recorded. Okay. So, probably going to have to put a lid on it, because, like, it's getting very sketchy, and I want to be able to... (laughs) Well, I'm just saying, it's like it keeps blacking out, and I know it's not the computer, but it... So, I don't know. I want to get this saved, edit it, and then... um, I'll get so what I'll do. This will be a part two. We'll call this the the uh, WEF World War, right? WEF World War Part Two. I'll do a part three on Friday. And uh, are you, did your sound go out or? No. Oh, did you move your microphone? No. I'm, I can I'm, barely I'm hear you. I'm good. Okay. Yep. Good. <laughs> but um. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just we're hour fifteen in, and it's like a, the screen keeps on fucking. I don't know, like 1982 yeah. uh, rabbit ear fucking shit. And like you do. Yeah. Like you do. I hate to be an hour and 15 in and the computer shuts off <laughs> without it being right. saved. So. No, I get it. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you joining well, me today. I, 
I'm, I'm sorry to cut this episode short. Well, it's not short. It's an hour, uh, hour and 15. But I, like I said, I wanted to get into to uh, everything that's going on in Ukraine. But I guess I'll just have to talk about it again Friday. The powers that be don't want it. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, it's it's weird how you get you get into a conversation about certain things and then your computer starts fucking up. Mm. And the computer ain't that damn old. And the only thing I use the computer for is the show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not like I got a bunch of files on here. Only thing that's on this computer is the fucking show. Yeah, well, so you know, it's the way it goes. But yeah, I had to turn off the. I had to get offline. I just wanted to be able to record this. <laughs> <laughs> At any no, I rate. I get it. So it I is get it. <laughs> May 11th, 2002, guys. Make sure you follow us on social media. Check out the TikTok. I've been getting a lot of notifications on the phone here saying that uh, I'm stupid. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm stupid. No, they didn't say that. I think we're getting the likes. Of, I, I, we're actually doing better and more interaction on, tic, on TikTok, having posted three videos than... Uh, but... but- Drink videos, by the way. Huh? Drink videos. Well, yeah, it, we found our niche, right? <laughs> we we put uh, we put you know real shit on real shit on uh, Facebook, and crick, 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 you know this is crickets and put, shit. Put put drink videos up on TikTok. And yeah, hell yeah. Where are we at? <laughs> it's true. I mean, I think it yeah. goes to what you said earlier about people's ignorance. They're it, what, people, yeah, people, people don't want to be. They don't want the truth. Uh, what was no. it? The, the fucking, uh, fucking, uh, damn, what's the movie? Tom Cruise, um, Few Good Men. You can't handle yeah, the truth, they, you know? Yeah, you don't want the truth. You, you just want to, uh, be just, able to go out and. Ignorance is bliss. What's the, what's yeah. the guy from, uh, Matrix, right? Cypher yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. It's, it, you know. If you don't have to think about the real truth, the real bad things that are going on in the world. I know. wish I wish I could do that. No with, doubt. With what, well, with what we, <laughs> what, with what we, you and I have to deal with at work. That's and you deal with that nine, huh? That's what the wisdom. <laughs> true, true story. But you know, dealing with the shit we have to deal with at work for nine, ten hours a day, and then everything else that's going on in the world, it's like. <sighs> Right. Where's my? Oh where's man, my, I didn't get even. I didn't even get into the JFK stuff. No. Oh. Well, maybe. Damn it. Maybe maybe Damn you can join it. me again, and we'll we'll continue this on uh, Friday. What do you think? Well, uh, obviously it's not meant to be when we join. <laughs> no, my computer did this a couple weeks ago, and I had to reboot it. So. But. All right. Well. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the Skype because it's done it before. So. Okay. I think it's the soundboard. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, could be. Anywho, all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today, buddy. And uh, thanks for having me. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close out the show. If you want to hold on before you log off, Uh, guys, check us out at uh, DontTreadOnAmerica.com and on Facebook. And uh, what what else we got? Our Instagram and uh, the ticker talk at DontTreadOnAmerica. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. Drop us a line. If you have any drink ideas, let us know. And uh, make sure you're here again Friday where hopefully I can figure this fucking computer out and we'll finish this discussion 
uh, one way or the other. Other than that, you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you all later. Chris, you got anything? Thanks for listening. All right. From the, from the mouth himself. We'll see you all later. <laughs>